1: Hey, everybody, welcome to Overdue. It's a podcast about the books that you've been meaning to read. My name is Craig. My name is Andrew, like she said. <laughs> it's, for the, it's for posterity. Okay, sure. That's why I said it. Mm-hmm. How's everybody doing? Yeah. Woo! There it is. I always getting confused by woo as an answer to how are you doing. <laughs> I feel like I'm going down a slide, <laughs> I feel like I'm on a roller coaster. <laughs> An emotional roller coaster. Yeah, that's what today will be. Mm-hmm. Um, has anyone here never heard of this podcast before?
0: Okay, well, uh, one, one or process. two
1: folks. Oh it's my process. gosh, all right. you're in for a treat, welcome. Yeah. Uh, so, for those two folks, uh, what we do each week, we uh, read a book, usually classic literature or something that's been recommended to us. One of us reads it, the other one does not for the show, and then we talk it through, summarize parts of it, make fun of others, uh, and try to make fun of ourselves most of all. Um, This week, Andrew, what did you read? I read Beauty
0: and the Beast by uh, Gabrielle Suzanne Barbeau de Villeneuve. 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 Yes, I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh,
1: So, yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome. Come on in. Um, Hey, everybody. I do want to thank everyone for coming out to beautiful Fairfax, Virginia. Um, Andrew and I prepared some fair facts about Virginia. (laughs) You stupid idiot. It's possible that we did not um, we did not check with each other about what facts we brought. So there's a good chance that we brought the same facts. Mm -hmm. Andrew, what's your first fair fact about Virginia?
0: Well, I mean, I wanted to say some stuff about George Mason University. But when I looked it up, there was like a list of facts that was all about like come here and get a degree and you'll earn a lot of money. Like It was, it was just PR. It wasn't facts. <laughs> That's an important distinction. Um, state elections in Virginia
1: were often bought
0: with booze. Did you know?
1: I did not know. What's your fact? My fact, the first one, is... Ooh, where is it? There it is. Um, there is a law on the books. Anybody know what this? called? referred to as the King's Dominion Law. I'm seeing some nodding heads. It says that uh, Virginia schools can't start before Labor Day to protect amusement park interests. <laughs> what interests? Kids need time <laughs> to go to amusement parks and yell woo.
2: Jeez.
0: Um, I was reading about the Virginia is for lovers uh, mm. slogan. Come up, with, They came up with it in 1969. Hey. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's won like a bunch of advertising awards and like a lot of other states have, have played off it And like they claim that the heart in iHeartNY is just New York ripping off Virginia, which I don't know
1: if that's true. But interesting. There's like a pet war between the the love sign in Philly and iHeartNY as well. I, I no. think
0: I, it's one of those things where they want to be in a fight and then New York doesn't think about them yeah, at that's
1: all. True. That's true. <laughs> Do you have another fact? Uh, I think I'm, I'm facted out. You're facted out? Yeah. I got I'm one more for you. Here. How about? Okay, hear, hear me with the last one. The first ever recorded college streaker took place in Virginia. His <laughs> the name first recorded. First recorded. <laughs> I don't think they painted him while he did it. But, uh, his name was George William Crump. Uh, he <laughs> ran across the grounds of Washington College in 1804, uh, bare naked. He was arrested. Uh, but he, this did not stop him. From serving, uh, uh, living a nice public life, Um, he served in that Virginia House of Delegates and the 19th Congress of the United States. So do not let your uh, social media feeds and college behavior bar you from political office. Uh, He went on to to invent crumping. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Moving. Let's get to the book. Let's get to the book. Beauty, beauty, and
0: beauty. So this book is, like, kind of nuts. It's, <laughs> I want to tell you a little bit about the um, the history of it. So the version that most people know is the Disney version, which um, came out in, like, 91, I think, yeah. and was mm-hmm. part of, like, that Golden Age stretch that went from, like, Little Mermaid to aladdin Lion King, Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I forgot the Lion King. Weird. Um, but the... Uh, so that that version is based on an abridged version that was published by Jean Marie Le Prince de Beaumont in uh, 1756, that like adapted the story but like changed a lot of it and shortened it. Um, but this version was published in 1740, and it's actually like it, it is um, it is based on a lot of like. Beast and human person fall in love like <laughs> mythology stories, but tales this, of animal husbandry. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Just
0: need to wait for everybody to get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, that this is the first recorded instance of this particular version yeah. Of this so story. uh,
1: what this is a uh, um, was inspired by writers that came out of the precious, precious, preciousness. Uh, it was like a group of uh, authors that would meet in salons during the time of Louis XVI, and they would gather together and have conversations and playful word games um, to, you know, as a refuge from the political faction, the factionalism going on, a.k.a. Twitter. It was just Twitter. <laughs> uh, and one of their favorite games was to retell classic fairy tales, um, pretending like you're making it up on the spot, but secretly you like, did a bunch of work at home. Um, <laughs> so uh, some of those stories then what inspired uh, Villeneuve as she wrote this. Mm-hmm. And you're writing them for adults. We're, we're still, at this point, I think we are before like fairy tales being explicitly for children. Um, as it kind of happened. I th- yeah, I think that yeah. movement started
0: sort of in, around the 1900s, yeah. Yeah. sort of in the in the Frank L. Frank Baum
1: sure, era, sure. I think, um, from past research we've done. But the the adaptation that you noted, Andrew, uh, by Beaumont, was written for a magazine for young women. Uh, meant it was very didactic <laughs> and meant to uh, impart lessons about like learning to love. Uh, a, a man who's a good husband, even though he looks like a beast. Like he has good qualities. He listens to you. He's not like a, he's, he's not just good looking. In fact, he's not good looking. He's a beast. <laughs> um, there are other adaptations of the story that happened afterwards um, that lean into the idea of fate and Bell or beauty, which, whichever. Belle um,
0: is French for beauty and that's why a oh, lot of oh.
1: adaptations call her Belle. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't print that one. Sorry. I did, you guys. Got got Don't um, worry about it. Yeah, there's one by Charles Lamb in 19, uh, before the late 19th century that was about like fate and her accepting her fate as this guy's uh, wife. Um, and <laughs> this is a 1909 version for adults. Um, she's very attracted to him. Very attracted to the beast, actually. Uh, And when she kisses him at the end and turns him into a man, she says, you should have warned me. Here I was, smitten by an exceptional being, and all of a sudden my fiancé becomes an ordinary, distinguished young man. (laughs) Uh, And that jives with the New York Times review of the Disney film that referred to the prince uh, post-transformation as a paragon of bland handsomeness. (laughs)
0: Yeah, I was reading about this. I was doing some Googling for other stuff, and I came upon this this article that posed the question, why is the beast always more attractive than the prince? And, like, the animators just, they spent a lot of time, like, making the beast and, like, making him lovable and relatable and whatever. And then, like, the prince, who appears in it for 30 seconds at the end, they did not spend very much time, like, making him emotionally resonant, I guess. Yeah, he just,
1: he's just like, it's me! Yeah, yeah and I think, I think that's key. You, like, he
0: can be handsome, but you spent, like, zero time with him, so you're not attached to him the way yeah. you are, the, the beast.
1: Yeah, and his face is not as big, it's less expressive. Uh, that big old yeah. beast face. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, this, and as <laughs> tales of animal husbandry, um, goes back to like the myth of Cupid and Psyche from Greek myth, um, where she, she would be visited by him at night and not know who was making love to her, and she was forbidden to look. Um, but that it was him all along.
2: Hooray. <laughs>
1: um, there's another story from Italy called The Pig King. Uh-huh. Um... <laughs> where fairies force a king and queen to, to give birth to a, a pig boy that they raise as their prince. I think I've seen this Black Mirror episode. <laughs> uh, they convince a young girl to marry him and she plans to kill him. I, my note says, like Joffrey or whatever. Um, but he kills her instead with his hooves. <laughs> and then they marry him to her sister and he kills her also. And then they marry him to her other sister and she's cool with it. <laughs> and they have a kid and he takes off his pig the, the original pig boy takes his pig skin off and they still they refer to him as the king pig.
0: Is he a person under there? Yeah.
1: he. I guess he could have done it all along. He had a pig suit? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> Italy man. Italy man. So you want to talk about this book now. I do want I want to talk about this book.
0: And I think like you watched the movie a couple days ago. I watched ago. the
1: movie on like Wednesday or Thursday. Mm-hmm. So I think the long... animated version, yes. not the Emma Watson
0: yes. version. Um
1: so we'll I guess we'll check in with that as we go. Yeah, Cuz that pretty closely follows the the shape of the the Beaumont, the yeah, with some the adapted with some version. changes. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, okay, so once upon a time there was a wealthy merchant and he had six sons and six daughters, and he was really rich and successful, and he was doing a good job, until he wasn't anymore. He what runs happened? out; the money goes away. He runs out of money, like his ships sink, and all of his money is gone. What What was he investing in? He was like a merchant, so his goods and, and things were. The, the dot-com bubble burst or something? Yeah, like, I guess. I don't think he's shipping websites. That doesn't make any sense. But uh, so he doesn't have money anymore, and all of his friends go away, and his daughter's suitors go away because they don't have money anymore, mm-hmm. and they need to move out into the woods and live like like poor people
1: because they're poor now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So does, do, people, do, do his dozen children have strong feelings about this? The, yeah, they
0: don't love it. <laughs> His daughters, especially, who we hear a lot of a lot of grumbling about in the book, um, were used to you know the life of luxury. They were used to their rich clothes and high society and city stuff. Um, but the youngest daughter bears it with dignity. Uh, she's known only as Beauty mm. because she's so pretty. Oh, okay. Um, we never get a real name for her, which I think is strange. Like the book actually comes up on giving us a name and then doesn't do it like twice. <laughs> what? <laughs> like her name is. Beauty, it's beauty. beauty. Okay, um, so that's fine. Uh, after a couple of years of this, the merchant gets wind that a ship that he thought was lost has come in.
1: Like it, it I get is, it. It has reappeared. I, that's is that where the phrase comes from? Hmm? His ships come in.
0: I guess. I don't.
1: Did I wasn't trying, trying to make each. a joke. I was just trying
0: to <laughs> just trying to say a thing. Okay. A Everything ship literally a came in. A ship comes in with money on okay, it. And he's like, ship. okay, this, is, this could be my ticket back into <laughs> the good life. I'm going to go, kids, what do you want from town? I'm going to go get the ship and we're going to be rich again and it's going to be great. And Beauty doesn't want to ask for anything. And he, like, makes her ask for something. And so she says, just bring me a rose. Oh. Because it's, like, spring or summer or whatever. And she figures that will be, like, easy to do. Yeah. It seems like it would be easy for anybody is who Is that when roses stupid. grow? I don't know. Spring, (laughs) spring springish. Just buy it, right? Rose store. So so he goes, but he finds that his ship has been seized to pay his debts. Oh no! And he doesn't actually have any money, and um, he's he's very nervous about bringing this home to his crappy kids
1: because <laughs> I imagine they all asked for other things yeah they all want teamwork. like
0: clothes and material possessions and, and xboxes yeah and Q- and xboxes and um and fungo pops and stuff. fungo pops <laughs> and we went to hot topic earlier today <laughs> and I'll tell you like it's possible <laughs> to update the references but still have it be 2003 in there because they have, that's the vibe they have
1: cultivated there's a bunch of shirts related to a popular adult cartoon whatever that might be <laughs> Goku is there. Uh, <laughs> there are Metallica shirts. It's the same.
0: There's like loud
1: emotional rock playing. Yes. It was very emotional. It was very emotional.
0: <laughs> uh, that's, so that was our show prep. Some insight into how the show was made. Yep. We <laughs> a hot topic for inspiration. Uh, <laughs> Um, so he doesn't, he doesn't want to bring this home. So he, like, spends some time in town, and by the time he's finally trying to come back, it's winter. Okay. And he gets lost in... <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Wait. He's gone for a while. It takes, time, it takes time to travel places. Guess, oh, that's... Because it's, it. it's the olden days. <laughs> Before cars. Yeah. Um, he... So he's wandering in a snowstorm, and he comes upon this castle, hmm. which does not appear to have been snowed in. And he goes in, and he doesn't like. Somebody has gotten like food for him, and it doesn't appear to be abandoned. But he doesn't like see anybody in there. But food appeared. But food appeared, and he, like prepared on a dish. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, just like in his, in his bedroom. So he stays there for... In his bedroom? Yeah, he like has a guest room, so he stays there for a while, and... He okay, Goldilocks? He doesn't see anyone, and so my favorite moment with this stupid guy, he's so well-meaning, but he's such a box of hammers, <laughs> Because he doesn't see anybody... Okay. He is like, oh, I guess this castle is just my castle now. (laughs) Oh, no. My daughters will not, I think, find it very difficult to accustom themselves to this delicious abode. I cannot believe that they will regret or that they will prefer the city to this mansion. Let me set out directly, cried he, in a transport of joy rather uncommon for him. I shall increase my happiness in witnessing theirs. I will take possession at once.
2: (laughs) Whoa. Okay, squatter dad. (laughs) (laughs)
1: So, this, okay, so here's one, let me contrast this with the film, okay, let's right, check that in with you the may remember. Mm-hmm. The beginning of the film, we're interested Belle, she loves books. Belle means beautiful, by the way. She's beautiful, she loves <laughs> books. Everyone thinks it's weird that she loves books, but she loves them.
0: Yeah, there's the whole town, there's just, just a big song about how she's a nerd
1: and she'll never <laughs> find a man, right? Yeah, well, except Gaston, uh, who... Uh, carries a gun but also has a quiver full of arrows on his back um he, he's a renaissance man he decides that she is the most beautiful woman on the planet and he's gonna marry her mm-hmm. and she's like that's silly Gaston. you're not a book and uh you meet her and her dad and her dad is like he it's the disney mold of like short stout goofy father he looks exactly like the dad in aladdin in a way if yeah. you think about it um, they all
0: have like the body of Super Mario. Yeah, like they don't. <laughs> this <laughs> kind of guy,
1: this thing that he's doing, and he's. And then they like, have these like tall, slim, beautiful daughters. Yes, like, and she's what, what like, did mom look like? <laughs> nothing apparently. Okay. We never meet her. Um, and she's like a mother to him because he's this like doddering inventor man who's invented some sort of like steampunk. <laughs> wood chopping robot oh right yeah, that he makes all those weird Rube Goldberg yeah. machines out in the woods but so he goes off to like go sell the machine to make money and that's how he ends up at the castle and he does see some inanimate objects that come to life and he's like totally cool with it it's totally fine it's not until he meets a giant beast that he's scared
0: well yeah so are there I mean I could I could take a candlestick I think like if it decided to go bad on me like I could I could beat up a clock (laughs) but like a giant beast I get a little more scared of so are
1: there are there inanimate objects that like
0: well okay so there's some like smart animals but they're just like animals the parrot, the parrot talks, but it only talks like a parrot talks. Okay. It only, okay. like, repeats There's things. a
1: parrot in a French castle? Yeah. Okay. And then
0: I wrote here, parrots just don't understand. <laughs> it's just supposed to become a joke later.
2: Um.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, there are no... Like, the animals handle the servant thing. Sure. But okay. there are no, like, people who have been turned into who cooked magical food objects. Who cook the I, Probably the animals. Like Ratatouille. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So how long is he in this castle for? He's in the castle for a couple days, and so he's decided it's his castle now. Because That's right. Squatter's rights and the confidence of mediocre white men, I guess. <laughs> um, and, he, and so he finds this indoor garden, and there are a bunch of roses in there. And he's like, well, it's winter. It's going to be really hard to get a rose anywhere else, so I'm just going to take a rose here before i go back home and tell all my kids about the castle that we have yeah. now and when he picks this rose a, a beast comes and yells at him and says i'm going to kill you cuz you took my rose like oh. i was super nice to you i was chill and nice to you and i gave you food but then you tried to like take my stuff
1: i was watching you on my on my nest camera <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hanging out in my castle and that was yeah. fine until you picked this rose mm-hmm, took okay. the rose so we've met the beast now we met
0: the beast and So the Disney version of the Beast is what is it? It's like it's kind of like bear wolf. Yeah,
1: he's like a but he's got some like
0: tusks too. He's got got got...
1: tusks coming up out of the bottom. He kind of he sometimes he moves on all fours. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of luscious hair, a rich mane, rich yeah. that at one point, that's like a joke that it it makes made all like girly. He's like, like, I look bad. (laughs) Beast is fine. um so the illustrations in the edition that I
0: read had been done pretty recently. And so the oh, okay. beast the beast in the illustrations looks kinda like the Disney model, like sure, very like sure. fuzzy animal-y. But in the book, he is not like directly described except it says he's horrible. He has a kind of trunk resembling an elephant, and at one point his horrible scales clank together. Ew. So he's like some kind of elephant reptile monster. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like something out of Ninja Turtles I <laughs> and and so dumb dad is like don't kill me I have a family It's I didn't know I'm sorry and the beast says okay I won't kill you but you gotta bring me one of your daughters she has to come here willingly and like not under any pretense interesting and he like kind of feels bad about taking this back home and like saying okay any volunteers <laughs> but he does agree to do it well yeah
1: <laughs> From his perspective, he's got six daughters. He can probably spare one. He can spare it's a couple not, of them, right. Yeah. And only one of them even has a name, and this even
0: not a name,
1: really. It's
0: okay. just the thing that she is.
1: <laughs> I'm going to get a kid and just name it Tall. You are hair.
0: Brown hair boy. Um, and so he he doesn't... He's not going to make anybody do it, because that's like that's part of the deal, is you can't make anybody do it. Sure. So, but... Um, he goes home and asks, and Beauty Who wants to, <laughs> pretty much. And okay. Beauty, since she's the perfect person, she agrees to do it. Um, and she goes to the castle. She can never see her family again. Like she has to, like stay there for always and forever. Mm-hmm. And um, she hangs out with the smart animals. And she like there's some magical, like enchanted entertainments that that happen. Like there's this one room where she can like open windows and see. Like different performers on stages, like putting on entertainment and stuff. Like
1: Netflix. It's like it's like old Netflix. It's like old Netflix. That's pretty dope. Because is she? Have we talked? Does she love books? Is she a book nerd in this story? Because that's a thing that not explicitly no. Like she is. She
0: is just. She is virtuous and she is pretty. And that is like pretty much. That's what we know about her.
1: Because in
0: the film, I'm thinking more about live action Netflix. Yeah. if, you, if somebody put on, like, six plays in a row and someone yell up at you, are you still watching? <laughs> just to make sure you didn't fall asleep.
1: A bunch of people run on stage, we, we saw that you just watched this.
2: What if we did
0: this?
1: And then, like, in the middle, they kind of just, like, freeze for a little bit. And they're just like, oh, sorry. And somebody comes out with, like, a big circle thing. Yeah. Just, like, spins. spins Those dumb jokes. (laughs) Um, So, but, because in the film, after she agrees to switch places with her dad... And she's like, okay, I guess I'll live here. And then all of a sudden the, the, the beast is like, what if she loved me? When he's like, I just captured her dad and, like, made a bargain. And then the clocks are like, yeah, what if she loved you? I, and I get all the, the inanimate people who are like, if this, we don't care how skeevy this is. If she falls in love with him, we get to be people again. Like, mm-hmm. I get that. Um, but he, like, wins her over by letting her go to the library. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> Typical beast behavior. <laughs> um, so she she is
0: she is having fun, but she is mostly alone. Every evening she sees the beast briefly and he asks her some like wrote the same questions every night, some rote questions about how she is, and then he ends by asking if she will marry him and she's like no <laughs> okay like i'm good and because he he is not like a sparkling conversationalist <laughs> she also like thinks that he is stupid and ugly and like oh. that that the stupid part gives her more pause even than the way that he looks because she is she is like grateful that he is providing for her and, like, mm-hmm. trying to make her happy and stuff, but he, he is not interested in, or she is not interested in marrying him. Okay. Is there um, a
1: functional difference between her marrying, like, does he, like, lay out, like, if you marry me, it'll be better than what is happening to you now? Okay.
0: So here's here's another big departure from the movie, is every night when she goes to sleep, a hot boy appears to her, <laughs> a hot, like a hot piece of man. <laughs> This is how people talk about other people.
2: Right?
0: <laughs> a hot slab of man comes to her every night and asks for help. Um, a young With what? man like, in her dreams. Oh, like, what? We, okay, so, a young man, beautiful as Cupid is painted, in a voice which touched her heart. Then said, "Do not, beauty, believe thou wilt be as unhappy as it now appears to thee. It is in this place that thou wilt receive the recompense." which they have elsewhere unjustly denied thee. Let thy penetration assist thee to extricate me. Not like that.
2: <laughs>
0: like her entrance into the castle.
1: Oh. Not sure. like... <laughs> Don't get, don't get too blue. on me. He's he's like astral projecting into her dreams as a hot boy. It could be about
0: anything. Let thy penetration assist thee to extricate me from the appearance which disguises me. Follow the first impulse of gratitude, said he. Judge not by thine eyes, and above all, abandon me not, but release me from the terrible torment which I endure. So. If this man came to you in a dream and you were trapped in a beast castle and he told you this, like, I know you've got foreknowledge of what happens, but like, what would you, how would you read that?
1: I would be, a, I would probably, hmm, I, but, like, would, it would make, I wake up turned on? Is that what you're asking? No, no, I'm asking, <laughs>
0: I'm asking, would you know, like, what he is asking you to do?
1: Oh, uh, no, would I don't get think it? so. You wouldn't I'd... put it together. I I would want to know. Yeah, I would need to talk to the Dream Boy a little bit more. Because he he
0: appears to her like all the time and says, "No, no, seriously, you're gonna be happy. Just don't let your eyes deceive you."
1: So that the like I'm not supposed to find like th- him Like ugly. things
0: are things are not as they seem.
1: Yes. Basically. Okay. Okay.
0: And beauty, like, I'm I'm a little disappointed that you didn't put it right to there, together because I thought beauty was being kind of dumb about it, like. <laughs>
1: Well, just I mean, I wasn't sure if it was more complicated. Oh, here's the the, news. love
0: him who loves you. Do not be misled by appearances, and release me from prison. How about that? Does that help? That's yes.
1: (laughs) Is he wearing clothes in the dreams? Or no, the the boy. I don't. It doesn't say. Probably. Okay. (laughs) I don't know. It might change the equation. (laughs) Um, But if he if he said that, he said that. Okay. And then Beauty wakes up, and she's like, hmm,
0: probably this horrible beast who appears to command all here keeps him in prison. How can he be extricated?
1: (laughs) Beauty! That, okay, I would not jump to that conclusion. I would so, suspect some sort of Riddles 3 or something, but I would not...
0: No, it's like a thing where he can't just say, hey, I'm the Beast, marry me, <laughs> okay. and I'll be
1: cute. Okay. He,
0: but he, gives the, he hints very heavily that this is what's going on. And so she doesn't dislike the Beast, she's grateful to the Beast, but she doesn't love him. And she spends all night being obsessed with this dreamy dream boy who, uh, I don't know. Sure, okay. Okay. Um, so she does this for a couple months or a few months and is fine with her existence, but starts to get a little homesick and bored and prevails upon the beast to let her return home for two months. And he says, Cool, as long as you come back at the end.
1: Is that what it sounds like when he says it? What do you mean? It's, no, it's not exactly it's like that. Like, cool, I'm paraphrasing. As long cool. as you come back. Oh, no, no, it's cool. Wee oui, no oui, wee, no, no. <laughs> Just we, one French beast. <laughs> That's just your Muzzy level
0: understanding of the French language.
1: I love Muzzy. (laughs) That alienate parking meters. (laughs) Okay, so at this point, she is. Tell me yet some things that have not happened. No one sang anything. No, there's no singing. Um, There's no talking clocks or anything like that. Um, She does not uh, have a snowball fight with him.
0: No, there's no, like,
1: montage where she falls in love with him. Yeah, there's a song in the film, if you may recall, where they, like, (laughs) sing in their heads about, like, oh, it's... Wow, that person's a little more charming than I suspected. He's a giant monster who's keeping there against her will, and at one point in the snowball fight, he makes, like, a boulder of snow and, like, (laughs) threatens to throw it at her. And he's like, nah. (laughs) And they're, yeah, they're having a great time. Also... I do have this question. A question I have about the film. A question I have about the book. Is this something I'm going to know, or is this kind of hypothetical? How like, does the book deal with his
0: clothes? Because I really beast- want to know where no, the really want to know whether <laughs> people are wearing clothes and what they're wearing. I want to know. It's not called Beauty and the Bestiality.
1: <laughs> I want to. <laughs> I want to know where the beast gets his dope threads because there was not a beast living in the castle before. He has all these cool clothes that fit him perfectly as a giant beast. I am I, okay. I have two
0: theories. One is that the monkeys are doing it, and then they're making him. There are monkeys in the movie. Mm-hmm. Well, there are monkeys so like in this? the like, yeah, I said there are smart monkeys who like handle you all the butlering. So... <laughs> <laughs> Okay, monkey butler. Is this castle Xanadu?
1: Like, where are the animals?
0: Maybe. From? Okay. Uh, they're just in there. There's an indoor garden. There's animals. Don't worry about it. Okay. So he's
1: got freshly tailored monkey clothes. Is what yeah. So
0: like, either the monkey has made it, or it's like a Hulk. Like, cause his pants, the Hulk's pants always like grow with them. Like his shirt comes. Off, always. But, like, he, but he still has pants on.
1: Yeah. Sure. He does. Always wear pants.
0: So I think maybe when he was cursed to become a beast, his, maybe his clothes grew with him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Um, and the other thing at this point, the thing that the movie does is that, and I don't, I don't know about the Beaumont story, at this point, we, the audience, know what the curse is. Like, we know uh, why he is a beast, because he was a jerk to a lady on the street in the movie. <laughs> he, like, knocked on his door, and he was like, go away, you're ugly. And she's like, now you're ugly. <laughs> uh, but why, we don't know any of this in the telling It like sequentially in this book. Yeah, so sequentially, no, we do not get any
0: backstory. We will talk a little bit later about backstory. Oh boy, man. Okay, a lot of stuff. So
1: she's going on sabbatical from the beast.
0: Yeah, she's taking a break. They're taking a break. Oh, I get it. Uh It's complicated. It is complicated. Um, And she she's home for two months, and she hangs out with her dad and her sisters, who still really hate her. And all of her sisters' boyfriends like fall in love with her and make her sisters mad. And then at the end of two months, she goes back. And there's, cool. like, no... like. So the Beaumont story, the one that is usually adapted, her she only has two sisters, and they, like, conspire to keep her there past the deadline. Sure, sure. And so that, like, creates some, like, dramatic tension yeah. and some, like, stakes and stuff that don't exist when she's just like, okay, it's been two months, time to go back.
1: Yeah, With and then... With no argument
0: or second thoughts or anything.
1: Disney does the thing where they they have a really good time together... Um, Mrs. Potts sings that song, and then Beauty and the Beast. Oh, that the the, the one the, <laughs> the song. song. Okay, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they're together. They're hanging there at the rose, and uh, they kind of get in a fight. And she's like, "Oh, I wish I could just see my dad." And he has like the magic, like FaceTime mirror, so that mm-hmm. she can see him. And she's like, "Oh, I have to go save him because they're gonna lock him up in a cart that literally says Asylum De Loon on it." Uh, she's <laughs> running around the town telling people about the Beast. Um, and he's like okay fine you can go and fine and so he just presumes that she's gone forever Uh which is why when Gaston shows up to come kill him he's like just like emo beast just like on a couch like oh oh no and he like totally lets himself get shot with an arrow but so that doesn't happen in this it no, seems like it did it's not. pretty like easy it's pretty chill yeah so she does she has a conversation with her father
0: who's like you know if the beast is like nice to you like probably you should just marry him
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay dad <laughs>
0: <laughs> because he's I guess the beast is in a position to provide for her where he himself is not necessarily how's
1: dad getting on
0: like uh, so the beast did send dad back with some like Chests of of gold and clothes, nice clothes and stuff. Okay, a dowry. Yeah, Yeah. essentially. Yeah. So like, he's doing. They're they're doing fine. Um, not as good as they were, obviously. Yeah, but like, but but her sisters hate her, and she made this promise to the beast, and he seems like a nice enough horrible monster. So maybe (laughs) maybe they should just get married. Okay, so that's she goes back easy. She goes back to the beast castle and she finds him like passed out on the floor because he's so sad. And he he just assumed that she wouldn't come back because who would? (laughs) Oh, is she still having the dreams though? No, she didn't have the hot dreams. Um, after she left the castle, maybe that's why she went back. (laughs) It's not. It's it is not not why she went back. Ah. She is intrigued by this mysterious, sexy dream stranger.
1: So she's like, okay, beast, I'm back. Tell me about the boy you're keeping Well, captive so, in my what, dreams. No, so she
0: comes upon him, and he's, and he's fainted, and she realizes, oh, I would be really, like, sad if you died. And she, like, cries, and her tears wake him up. Ah. And then that evening when he asks the marriage question, she's like, okay, I'll do it. Is that the book? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> And then he turns into a prince, and then it's fine. And then the end. Or is it? I don't think it is, because you're making a face that it's not. I was surprised to get to what I thought was the terminus of the story at what my Kindle app told me was 50% of the way through the book.
2: <laughs>
0: Are there... Okay. All right. What next? So, all right. Get ready to get wild. Is going to get wild in here. The prince is asleep. And she realizes, okay, this beast was obviously this sexy man the whole time she finally makes the connection. How delighted was she to find herself betrothed to him who alone had caused her to hesitate and to find that she had done from duty that which she would have done from inclination. This book is full of little moments of, like, you should be a good person and you should be judged on the content of your character, but also, like, it's cool because you're not going to have to, like, give anything up or suffer any punishment. (laughs) Yeah, Okay. (laughs) Yeah like, so, like, you, person, out of, yeah, like out of the, the goodness of your heart and the mutual like, gratitude and respect you have for each other, you can agree to marry this horrible beast, but also he's a hot guy, so it's fine. Yeah,
2: like, Don't world, worry
0: about it. Yeah, What a wonderful worldview that is. Uh-huh. <laughs> so next day, I think, okay. the, the prince is asleep sure, and she can't wake him up. And okay. so she just goes to like, put her around the castle for a bit. And then there's a commotion and this queen comes in. And it's the prince's mom. And, <laughs> Where's she been? Um, I just, we'll talk about it. <laughs> and she's accompanied by this, like, friend who is, a, we we're told, is a fairy. And it's not like a Tinkerbell fairy. Fairies are just, like, normal people who can do magic. Okay. Um, Reasonable enough. And, the, uh, and so there's this whole sequence where the fairy is, like, explaining to the queen, hey, I broke your son's curse because... A woman agreed to love him, like, of her own accord and without being coerced, and even though he was ugly and stupid.
1: Okay. (laughs) Was he stupid before he became a beast? No, no. He was very smart. It was
0: like, part part of the curse that has been placed upon him is, like, he can't coerce anybody, he can't, like he can't be a good conversationalist and, like, convince them to marry him because he has good, like, on the inside. Okay. He can't tell them, like, he's been cursed and marry me and it'll be fine. Like, there are a lot of, lot of extremely specific conditions on this curse. Okay, sure. And the queen's like, oh, cool, I am excited to meet the, the person. And, and then Beauty comes out and the fairy's like, hey, here's a merchant's daughter. And the queen's like, what? Are you kidding me with this? Where's the where's the noble blood? Like this is gonna totally ruin everything. Class warfare. It's a little class warfare. And the fairy's like, "Hey, you should judge her because she's so virtuous and true and courageous." Not. And the queen is like, "I fine, I guess." <laughs> and then the fairy is like, "Psych! Actually, she's the daughter of the king, who is my brother."
2: What? Is yeah, that So lie? the king
0: and the king and queen are brother and sister. Huh. Hmm.
1: France. And I don't <laughs> <laughs>
0: What are you doing, in France. The Prince and Beauty are cousins, which I don't think is so much a France thing as a monarchy thing. That's like let not thing. exclusively yeah. put France on blast. Yeah. <laughs> but it's another it's another little moment where it's it's like for, the, for you, Queen, the little value you set upon virtue, unadorned by the vain titles, which alone you respect, would justify me in heaping on you the bitterest reproaches. But I excuse your fault arising from pride of birth, and I will take no other vengeance beyond doing this little violence to your prejudices, and for which you will not be long without thanking me.
1: Is that the fairy?
0: Yeah, that's the fairy talking to the queen. So basically, the only consequence for you being like really, really classist and horrible about me breaking the curse with this merchant's daughter is that. You're going to have your preconceived notions challenged. <laughs> Take that. And then she's nobility anyway, so it's fine.
1: Yeah. Here's some literature <laughs> on your prejudices. Okay. So it's all right. So I've, I want to. I mean, yeah, just grab that mic. Is I don't there know. extra cable here? I, mean, I don't know. Really, you do
0: here? There we go. You got enough? Do I have a marker? Okay. Oh, no. So there's a whole like. There's a whole relationship thing that I just wanna like draw out on the board here. Do I still make like, it right here? Okay.
1: okay, so we got beauty, right? We got Anderson. the beast.
0: Yeah. <laughs> for
1: the folks who will listen to this at home, Andrew has found a whiteboard and a marker. And I'm just going for it. All right, so beauty,
0: this is our merchant dad, this is all their siblings, whatever. All right, so the beast, not a beast. He's a prince. Right? Good. What is happening? His mom is the queen. Does it say Gwen? His mom is the queen. The queen's brother is the king, who is actually... No, not you, merchant dad. King Whoa. is your real dad. Oh, no. no. Um, the queen has a fairy friend <laughs> who helps the prince and also... Beauty, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Um the dad was married to a fairy. What? Who is the sister
1: <laughs> of that fairy. France, what you doing? That looks like a like a what does that look like? Like a rubber ducky. Yes. <laughs> Alright, so okay,
0: so we've queen and fairy friend, Cur- okay. Um, so there's another fairy, like a bad fairy. We'll put her down here. Because she's of <laughs> low character. Yes, she's so yeah. ugly and stupid and bad. This book, man. <laughs> and there's like a whole fairy power structure where to be the most powerful fairy, you either have to be a thousand year- years old or you have to turn into a snake for a while. <laughs> and if you survive being a snake, they like wave you into the entire fairy so Yeah, that checks out. (laughs) Okay, all right. So the bad fairy is jealous of the fairy who is married the king. Yeah, I'm correcting my line. Just draw a line
1: and write jealous on it. Okay, Okay. so I know
0: jealous. And then
1: she. This is like that Charlie Day meme. You just you look.
0: she like prevails upon the council of fairies because fairies aren't supposed to marry humans like what that would be like a prince marrying a merchant's daughter. what
1: is the wait you just said the council of fairies what is the government of a species where the qualified people are a millennia old or used to be snakes i think it's just an age thing i think it's just an age-based gray drain. structure drain the salon.
0: There's also like a, There's some kind of sage they mention like once at the end, and I'm like, who are you? What is this? Okay, like, great. So I don't know if that's like a callback. Did to another the previous... book like get grafted onto yeah, this I book? Yeah, I feel like maybe I missed something. <laughs> <laughs> so bad, bad fairy, jealous of this fairy, yeah. right? And so she prevails upon the council of fairies to have her imprisoned. Okay. And but the King still is not interested in this. Of course not. He still will not get with the bad fairy, no. And the bad fairy is like, well, maybe if I try to kill Beauty, then the king will be interested in it. Because Beauty, like, reminds the king of his previous wife who he loved. Wait. He's not aware of, like, the imprisonment thing. There's just, like, a whole cover story about how she was sick or something and she died while he was away. Where
1: were the king and queen while he was a beast? I'm not 100% sure. I think it's all part of the, the condition of the person. So, uh, the guy
0: fairy tries to kill Beauty. Uh huh. Attempted yeah. murder.
2: <laughs>
0: but does not succeed. So, I have a quote real quick. Um, so, the evil, evil fairy sends somebody out with baby Beauty to kill her. Okay. And then the good fairy, Queen's friend over there, She turns into a bear. I strangled her as well as the traitor who accompanied her, and I carried off Beauty after having rapidly stripped off her clothes and dyed them with the blood of her enemies. (laughs) So just to make it sound like a bear got both of them, I guess. Okay. Um, What? Yeah, it's wild, right? And so to hide Beauty, the good fairy gives her to fairy gift the merchant, because the merchant guy had a sick baby, and it died, and she's like, okay, I'll just swap the bad one out for this good baby that I have, and he'll raise it as his own, and the bad fairy won't be able to find her. Okay.
1: Do you have questions? You I just, is this like,
0: what about this is not clear? (laughs)
1: I honestly, I did get confused because I thought that this was the second half of the book. It is the second second half (laughs) of the book. But it's in the past. Yeah,
0: it's all backstory. Why would you put
1: that at the end of the book? I don't know.
0: (laughs) I don't know why, like, the first half of your book will be the book, and then the second half of it would be, like, the beach one behind the music. How
1: everything happened. Okay, (laughs) and so then, so, so, why? This why fairy <laughs>
0: jealousy basically. I guess. How
1: does it wrap up? Um, okay, so this
0: fairy, for a reason which I'm trying to think of, I th- I don't remember.
1: I mean, you just make it up. It's gonna sound as reasonable yeah. as anything. <laughs> she also she also is the one who has cursed
0: cursed the prince, and she so he's got this extremely specific curse on him is he's gonna be a beast until. Um, Someone, until he, somebody yeah. of her own volition, sure marries marries him, and like she is doomed to die unless she marries some horrible creature. And so the fairy friend like plays both of them,
1: put it all put it all together. Yeah, and like, okay. puts them
0: together and solves the curse for both of them and fixes everything for everybody. And then this fairy comes back from prison. From <laughs> prison. And she's like, oh, I just became a snake, like, three times,
1: and so I was powerful enough to beat the bad fairy. Okay, I have a question. Uh-huh. Is there a part of fairy prison that's, like, where you go to work out, but instead... <laughs>
2: you like the snake room?
1: It's, it's, the, it's the serpent gym, they call it. And you go in there and you practice becoming a snake, and you get real buff. Probably. Yeah. I think so. Okay, so she... They let her out, or she, she broke just, out, she prison breaks out, or
0: maybe she like prevails. It's very like
1: messy. Whatever, like, yeah, just, it's fine.
0: And it just like keeps going. Like this takes forever to, to play out. Like there's no convenient. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: she comes back at the end.
0: So she she comes back at the end, and everybody lives happily ever after. And like everybody lives for a long time because they're all like friends with fairies who can make them live for a long time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And that's it. Like, it's a happy ending. Great. What a good book. That's the actual end
1: of Beauty and the Beast. Oh, my god! So I can't, like... Yeah, you can come sit down now.
0: I just... I'm... Like, you can see why somebody else would look at this and be like, you know, there's some good ideas here. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, what if it was half the length and you didn't do this weird, boring
1: fairy stuff for the last half of it? Yeah, that's not in this myth at all. It's, I've never heard of this like of there being a whole fairy culture attached. Yeah, like story. most most
0: adaptations, like historically forever, have, have have glommed onto the slightly later one because I think it, it like it's streamlined in a way that is that is just like easier to tell people. Like you sure, can sure. explain sure. that to somebody and have them be like, you know, I really want to dip into this book. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I don't see any hands. <laughs> okay. Um, what... Hmm. One of the things... Now, obviously, the story took a weird turn. It's it did. Um, and this is why I've been,
0: like, dying to tell you about this okay. for <laughs> days, and I haven't because I wanted you
1: to experience it in real time. So it, do we get any more of their relationship post
0: no, listening? like, they mostly disappear into the background as the fairies, like, let me tell you how it all went down
1: for real. Oh, okay. So this is just story time, this whole part yeah, of Yeah, like,
0: it. so, like, 5% out. I read from Kindle. I don't know what page numbers are. I'm really sorry, everybody. <laughs> like, 5% out from the end of the book. We come back to the present, and everybody just gets married and is happy. Okay. But, like, it's... Beauty and the Beast for the last half of the book are sitting and waiting patiently while people tell them (laughs) stories about what happened to them.
1: Okay. Do the people in... Is there, like, a nearby town? Is there any sort of, like... Does this castle interact with the outside world at
0: all? It's kind of, like, hidden from the outside world a little bit as, like, part of the condition of the curse, but there's no, like... There's no Gaston character, and if there were a Gaston character, he could not storm the castle with angry villagers and try to kill the beast. Sure, sure. The thing it's that... also not clear what these, these rulers'
1: constituents have That's been. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm not, I don't know what they think has been going on <laughs> for the last, like, 20 years. Yeah, I was confused about that watching the movie and the fact that there's this nearby village that clearly would have depended on the castle for, like, its economy... Right, for anyone to have food or anything like that, and all yeah. of a sudden, I a played bunch, a Final Fantasy game. That's where you buy all your armor yeah. and your magic and yeah. stuff. Yeah, and all of a sudden, everyone disappears. Like you probably lived there and worked in the castle, and now you're a dish, and your and your family. Maybe not like, not well, like a not like a dish. <laughs> you are literally a plate. No, you're well, you are a a supper plate. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, and then, like the the royal family disappears, and no one talks about this castle ever. And then, like a crazy guy is like, "I found a beast," and they're like, "Lock him up!" Like, yeah. <laughs> but what what's up with that castle on the mountain? Yeah, that the, we don't did go everybody
0: to? just have selective amnesia about? You know, we used to have like somebody who took care of
1: our needs and stuff, <laughs> but I guess we don't anymore. It is my understanding. <laughs> um, my wife was telling me about this while we were watching. She was saying, in the live action one, they apparently address it. That there's like a, everyone, it's a curse where they just live like the same day. It's like a Groundhog's Day curse where they're not aware of what's going on. I have limited understanding of this. I see some (laughs) nods going on. I said Groundhog's Day and I'm getting a nod. if If
0: there is anything that that and the second half of this book and the Star Wars prequels also can teach us, it's that sometimes, sometimes just explaining it more doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Sometimes That's, more As evidenced up on the wall. That's good.
1: That's good. That's good. It's I, I don't
0: have anything else to say except that I, I was just, I was so surprised to just keep going and going and going into this backstory and wonder what happened to the Beauty and the Beast who were on the cover of the book. Yeah. It just, it, I think, if if you maybe had
1: interspersed it out a little bit better, it would have it would have flowed a little more. But yeah, that's true. Is he really dangerous in this book? I'm going to go back to the, the beast. part of this book that I feel comfortable with, so I just <laughs> want to talk about the part that I know. Is he like a dangerous beast? Is there like sexual undertones or anything like? Because the, this type of story is often run through like a cultural lens of like dealing with the other that you are going to be forced to marry and, like, dealing with that Mm -hmm. and getting to know them. You know, that was what Beaumont was going for. It was like, Mm -hmm. hey, young ladies, your parents are going to tell you to marry people. He might be a monster, but, like, it's fine. You'll find the good in him. Um, Just a bad lesson, lesson, (laughs) by the way. Um, And that's sort of a little bit of what happens in the Stockholm Syndrome part of the movie as well. Um, Is he... Is he, like, really scary to her? Is he just repulsive? He is, he is scary to her initially. Like, the first
0: time she tells him no mm. to in response to the marriage question, she is afraid of, of some violence from okay. him. You never get... Except when he threatens her dad, which he was totally in the right on, I think. Yeah. <laughs> he is never... Like, he never endangers her, sure, I don't sure. think. It's just that he is, he is so monstrous that she assumes that he must... He must be that way. But totally. then and then over time that that impression is dispelled. Sure. After she took a break. needs some time away. Yeah, but Here there's again. no like I know in the movie there are some moments where he gets a little like mad or
1: like feral or something almost. She he like yells at her about not coming down to dinner. Mm-hmm. He's like, calm down, and he like bangs on the door and like mm-hmm. spooks her. And then like a dresser's like, he's not so bad. And I mean a literal dresser, like a cabinet. <laughs> he's like it was cool! And really, she just wants to be human again. I don't trust any of those. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> that adds a whole
0: nother Think about it. to it. Now, in this, in this book, all the servants were turned into stone statues. Oh, okay. So they couldn't go and tell anybody that the, beast had, that the sure. prince had been turned okay. into okay. a beast. Okay. It still doesn't answer like why nobody wondered about the whereabouts of anyone, but...
1: Yeah. So, that. as we wind down, Andrew, I have two questions for you. Okay. Um, Hit me. First question... Mm-hmm. Which one of us is the beauty and which one is the beast? Yeah, do we do like an audience poll? No, that's dangerous.
0: <laughs> I'm beauty or the beast. Okay, moving on. I don't. Have you, a don't you don't. You like, don't You don't have a rebuttal.
1: You don't like. Which do you think is? The I'm case? comfortable being a misunderstood monster. Is-
0: <laughs> Wait,
1: actually, if you now you put it that way, I think it
0: might be What if we're both the beast?
1: Draw that diagram, it
0: sucks. (laughs)
1: Um, And to close out, if you were going to get turned into a piece of furniture or household (laughs) item, uh, and and if you need to expand this to the 21st century, because let's think about this, if this happened today, we would just get like the internet of things in our house. It's just smart devices. Um fridges who can tweet are basically just people who are turned into fridges. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you can go, like, 18th century France. You can go, you know, let century call it, Let's call it, like, non-tech things. Okay. Because I wouldn't want to be an iPhone
0: anyway because someone would drop me and break my screen and my battery would go dead. And yes. I just would not have a very long,
1: like, life expectancy. Okay, so pre, you know, pre-20th century. Yeah,
0: I'm thinking, like, some kind of kitchen utensil. I would okay. not want
1: to be, like, a broom because...
0: Like, where's my mouth? Is my mouth, like, in the bristles? Because then I'm just, like, eating dust all the time? Well, brooms don't eat dust, Andrew. They move it around. They're not a vacuum. Well, my mouth would just be near dust a lot. Ew. But if I'm, like, a stand mixer, then people are always putting tasty stuff inside me. We said pre-20th century. You can't be a stand mixer then that plugs just, into the wall. Then a wooden spoon or something. <laughs>
1: It's, because everybody know has a wooden spoon
0: and everybody keeps them around forever because they they don't go bad. Oh. They're just
1: wooden spoons. They don't go bad. Yeah, break.
0: Yeah, but I wouldn't.
1: <laughs> okay. What about you? I would want. I was thinking about this earlier today. I was thinking, oh. what if what if I was like a bookend? I could just be like a cool bookend. To but hold then, up your books.
0: No, I mean, you. so you would be helpful and you would hold up people's books, but then you'd forever be separated from the person who completes you. <laughs> now that's,
1: that's, can I just be a spoon too? <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking maybe you want to be a cast iron skillet. I do like a good cast, oh, and then I retain all the spices from yeah. the other dishes that I made, yeah. Yeah, you keep getting better. Oh, I keep getting spicier and spicier. Yeah, just like real life. Just like, just like our show. Um, great job, Andrew. Great job, Craig. Uh, thanks. Thank great job, you, the audience. Yeah. Uh, thanks everybody for coming. Uh, if you've never heard of us and need to learn more, go to our website, OverduePodcast.com. That's all I have. Uh, we're on Twitter at twitter.com slash
0: and Facebook at facebook.com slash I see some people have been taking pictures and stuff, which is awesome. Like share them and tag us and, and we will retweet some stuff later yeah um,
1: we're going to post this at some point your laps will be out on the internet we didn't tell you about stop that it, any time. stop it, stop it. You're- I'm just a little nervous <laughs> at the end because I don't want it to end okay
0: everybody thank you so much for coming out um, I hope if you have not had a chance to do other stuff at the Fall for the Book Festival I think it, it keeps going through yeah. tomorrow right or does it? I think it's today, okay, just today, whatever. Right. But it's there. There are other sessions. Like, go check them out. And, and yeah,
1: and we big thanks to Kara and the rest of the team here. Kara's is the reason that we're here. So, Kara, thank you for inviting us. Um, it's been a great time. We're happy to be down here. Yeah. Uh, All right,
0: everybody, everybody. Until we talk to you next time, everyone, try to be happy. That's it. You're a lunatic. The Head Podcast.